Monday Night Football fans. Thanks for tuning in. It's the season wrap-up here for Monday Night Football and After Buzz. It's the Carolina Panthers and Washington Redskins. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. For the last time. The final time of 2016. Well, actually, this season. This season. This year. I know you guys are going to miss us. Yeah. You've gotten attached, right? Maybe we'll be back for Super Bowl. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. Hmm. I have to work that out. out, (laughs) Well, with that said, my name is Michael Rippey, and welcome to the Afterbus Studios. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips. I'm joined weekly by my favorite co host. I'm Jill Monroe. You can find me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. And you can also, well, you could check out Mike's weekly rankings on the NFL. You should check At JacksonStilettoJill.com. They're still there. And, you know, maybe in the NBA season if you're into that. Oh, yeah. Are we ready to talk Panthers and Redskins? As ready as we're ever going to be. <laughs> So shout, also shout out to Josh Rodriguez. He's yes. home. We want to uh, wish him a happy holidays. I'm wishing you all a very Merry Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa, a happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. This week is holiday season, and uh, we're glad you spent some time with us. Hey. So uh, the game is going to wrap up soon. Maybe a surprise, some storylines going into tonight's battle between Carolina and Washington. One team out of the playoff picture, Completely. one team in the playoff picture, and yet it seemed like the team that had nothing to play for had something to play for. I think they had to play for their pride and to shut Josh Norman up. That's what this is about. And that's what's happened because it looks like Carolina is going to walk into Washington and not only get a victory, but a hard-earned victory that also is going to put Washington looking like they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, Washington, um, they're, I don't know why they didn't take it more seriously. Maybe because Carolina has been a joke all season. Um you know, maybe they should have rallied around Josh and his desire to prove that removing the franchise tag from him at the end of the season last year was a bad move, which it looks to be. Um, I don't know what to say. The Panthers rallied. Maybe this is a good way to get them motivated into next season because this season was completely lost. I think Cam somehow lost focus. Maybe there was too much going on. But he, as an emotional leader for them, as he went, the team went. Um, Ted Ginn... Oh, this season, can he catch passes? Maybe that aren't our punts. Well, surpri- surprisingly, Ted Ginn had a touchdown tonight, but on the season, it's been a struggle for most of the Panthers. And interesting to see that Carolina is playing for pride, which in some games, I mean, they came out against Seattle a couple weeks ago and looked terrible. And then tonight on national TV, they come out and they play like the Carolina team that we expected before the season. Well, I mean, that gives fans hope going into next season and you know whatever little issues they were having what little twerks they can be fixed they also need some personnel in the off season to pull it together but what happened with the Redskins they just oh it's not been the Redskins nice let's go through some of the gameplay and stats Cam Newton for Carolina 21 of 37 two touchdowns 300 yards passing a great night for Cam rushing they rushed the ball really well Jonathan Stewart 21 carries 94 yards uh, so they established the running game, and then they got the receivers involved. Greg Olson had 6 for 85. Ted Ginn, 4 for 64 in that touchdown I mentioned. On the flip side, really Washington has been done in by their turnovers. Uh, Kirk had an interception. He's uh, hasn't thrown a touchdown pass tonight, Kirk Cousins, and their running game been awful. Robert Kelly, my favorite name in the NFL, R. Kelly, for <laughs> Washington, the running back, has nine carries for eight yards. Not going to get it done. Womp. Has, and, and lately, um, a couple of games, he's sort of, his game had been picking up, so it's sort of a surprise that he fell off so hard Tonight. in this particular game because it's not like Carolina's defense has exactly been 
lighting it up this season. Especially considering that Luke Keekley, uh, all-pro linebacker, has been out for a concussion, not suited up tonight. So you would think Washington would have had a better game running the ball and passing it, and yet they haven't been able to do either. And that is why it looks like... Even with Deshaun Jackson, who's also picked up over these past couple of weeks and yeah. was kind of... He's, he's gotten some yardage tonight, but on the whole, they just haven't been able to put the ball in the end zone. Kirk Cousins, two turnovers himself, one interception, one fumble, and uh, just not going to get it done in late December at home. Womp. Maybe they're already on Christmas break. Well, it does look like they're they're not going to be feeling very festive this week as they're going to pick up the loss and now go to, I think, 7, uh, 8, 6, and 1. Let me pull that up. That's going to be tough for them to overcome, uh, Washington. Yeah, they're going to go to 7, 6, and 1 after tonight's loss. And that's uh, it's going to put them right back in the pack. They had to succeed, and now they're going to fall back. And so they're going to need some help over the next two weeks to get into the playoffs. That tie game is haunting them. No one likes a tie. So thank you guys for joining us in the live chat as well. And Shout out to Fantasy Stats Guru. He's always holding us down. He said that he definitely wants to see some playoff shows from us. Yeah, they all do. They've been calling <laughs> for it in the streets. The streets are calling. So one of the major plays in tonight's game was Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed uh, came in, uh, wasn't a questionable to play. Jordan Reed suits up tight end for Washington. And he is ejected in the third quarter because he throws a punch at Kirk Coleman. Now, so I have a question not about him being ejected, because obviously you're going to get ejected. You can't be throwing punches in front of the refs. Would you try to punch someone with their helmet on? doesn't make sense, right? Uh, you know, maybe you just wanted to slap them. Not, the helmet could ring around, you know. I mean, it still could be effective. It's who, a different type of... Who do you think gets hurt, hurt more by throwing a punch? The guy that throws the punch or the guy wearing the helmet? Because I think that, that Jordan Reed... It. I think Jordan Reed's probably the one that's going to be more hurt. You think so? Well, I mean, he threw, his, he threw a closed fist punch at the guy's helmet. So if you hit him in the helmet, it's like, whatever... If you're wearing the helmet, but your hand might be broken. Um, well, something I, to watch. <laughs> he's obviously was extremely frustrated by the play. Um, I think it's just you know lazy football at this point, for yeah. lack of a better term, just frustration. What does what, what does Neil think? Neil, what do you think? Neil's right. like, huh? Right, <laughs> what? <laughs> Who who's hurt more? Is it is it the guy throwing the punch on the helmet or the guy wearing the helmet? Hit. I know that helmets, they're sort of designed to protect, but yeah. they can lead to more concussions because it actually rattles the brain inside of the skull. Ooh. So you might not be doing damage to the skull, but if you rock his head hard enough, he could have some brain damage. Yeah. Look at Josh checking in. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Josh is weighing in. So, he said the guy that throws the punch. Yeah, and and so, Reed is already hurt. He wasn't thinking straight. So, like I said, an emotional move. Jordan Reed got it twisted. And Jordan Reed exited the game in the third quarter tonight. Uh, wasn't a factor beforehand. Certainly not a factor after. We'll have to see how that plays out moving forward into next week, whether he is able to come back, if anything is actually hurt with his hand. See how much he's fined, because he's definitely going to be fined for that. Let's, let's move away from tonight's Monday Night Football game and talk about another fine or not a fine. Because Ezekiel Elliott on Sunday Night Football... Uh, scored a touchdown and jumped into the Salvation Army no, bin. I'm not sure what bucket, you call it. Bucket. Kettle. And <laughs> today the NFL came out and decided that he wasn't going to be fined. So where do you stand on that? Because I'm curious to know what you think. Well, I agree with that because, one, um, it was compared frequently to the Lambeau Leap, which, you know, obviously players are leaping up at Lambeau Field into the crowd and they kind of hold them up for a second and it's an emotional moment. So I think the NFL really has to look at their product. And 
I understand that they want to keep good sportsmanship in. They don't want to affect kids and things like that as far as, you know, one-upping people and taunting. But you need some excitement into the game. And if the idea of the game is to score a touchdown, that moment should be celebrated within reason. Um, I don't think Zeke should have been fined. Odell Beckham was crying about it on Twitter, saying that if it had been him, he would have been fined up. And he would have. He's right about that because he's a crybaby, low-key. So his fine would have actually been crybaby? Crybaby fine. You know, crybaby 15,000. Okay, I was going to ask you, how much is the fine for crybaby? Crybaby 15,000, you know, for showing. And Tell um, tell us in the live chat in the comments, what is the fine if you were the commissioner for crybaby? (laughs) We've heard Jill's ruling. That's my ruling on it. But um, no, fine for Zeke. I, I mean, I think it was just a moment. I, he was, it was there. It's in the end zone. If you don't want the type of stuff to be used as a prop, move it out of the end zone. Okay, so I'm going to take the opposite position here Uh-oh. and say that while I enjoyed the fact that the NFL looked away and said he's, he's, he's they're not going to find him because it was the Salvation Army, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's one of the more hypocritical things the NFL has done because they find everyone for celebrations. They find players for wearing the wrong color socks and cleats. And to not find Ezekiel Elliott for clearly a crazy celebration, which was awesome, by the way. Don't get me wrong. Great move. Uh, to not find him is completely almost biased. And I get it. In it, it he shouldn't be fine in general, but the way that the NFL rules, yeah, I know he guys be that fine. have gotten fined because their socks slipped down during the game, five thousand dollars. And and of course, Odell Beckham would have been fined uh, if he had done that, and or if anyone else had done it. And I think with the biggest problem by not finding Ezekiel Elliott is that they've opened them. The the NFL has now opened themselves up to being mocked, and now what what is going to be fineable and what's not? Because what happens if someone does whatever they want with anything else? They can say. Well, I did this celebration. How is that not? Why? They will so, teeter on things like taunting and, well, and intent and stuff like I think, that. I just think from the NFL's perspective, they shouldn't have the rule anyways of fining for celebrations unless it's completely outlandish. But And, and this one was great because it brings notoriety to the Salvation Army. It's, it's boosted already uh, donations. And Ezekiel Elliott is going to donate, right? Right. $21,000. He said is, he's going to donate to the Salvation Army. I guess they, they said it takes $21 a day to feed a family of three. So, Which is great. Which is amazing. And I think that the NFL in the offseason really needs to look at what they're doing as far as the no-fun league and yeah. the finding of the players. But I think for the rest of this season and moving forward, they've opened themselves up to a system that doesn't make sense anymore by Deflate not finding... By, well, they... That's <laughs> I mean, show. I'm just saying we can yeah. go on and on about how many things that the NFL does that right. um, stand um, contradictory in so, the face of rules they set up or previous fines or conditions. They, I think, to your point, the off-season should be spent on making sure the game is entertaining to the fans and addressing... Sure why the fans seem to be turning away. We know there's different viewership patterns and there's things of that nature, but the competitiveness on Thursday night games, things like that, and little things that impacted. The thing that's so hypocritical about the NFL is that they use that moment to advertise the game and replay it on their site and things Mm -hmm. like that. So there have been times like that where they've used similar things even though the player was fine. So they have to find a balance and understand how their fan enjoys the game at this point to keep the cash cow flowing. Well said. And uh, a great celebration. That's going to be fun when it's in Madden next season, when you get to jump into the... Wait, have you seen the memes? Shout out to Josh, because this one will affect you. Um, people, um, There was a mem with Zeke peeking out of the little kettlebell, yeah. and it said, you can come out now, Zeke. The Giants are gone. Ooh. 2-0. 
Uh, well, for the Giants, I'm just Giants. Just the Giants. Giants may be back. They may be back. The Giants are looking really pretty decent. I mean, it's kind of surprising. They really, for the past maybe three weeks, they have been one of the more improved teams, just coming on and stepping up and really sort of looking as if they are getting, reminding you kind of, maybe you're getting vibes of Super Bowl feelings, maybe. I mean, they'd have to beat the Cowboys a third time in order to make it through. Maybe. Which Cowboys beating, have to win. Beating the Cowboys three times in one season, the way that they've been playing, that that would be um, pretty impressive. Yeah, if they if they play, but the and the NFC is is opening up. We let's look at some of the games around the league this week. Any in particular you want to talk about, or should I just start talking? Just start talking. All right, all right, fine. Let's start in Green Bay. Green Bay thirty to twenty seven over Chicago. Green Bay with a huge pass late in the game to set up a game-winning field goal, and that game was played in one of the most uh, frigid temperatures, I think, ever for a game at Lambeau Field. Interesting. Uh, 30-27. to 27. Was that at Lambeau? Since Week 7, Aaron Rodgers has been one of the top performers in the league. I mean, respect they, to you, they, but... They've been coming on womp. strong. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, still like Womp. I'm not impressed. <laughs> 30 to 27 for Green Bay, and now they are in control of their own destiny uh, to make the playoffs. I mean, they can do it. Look at you know. Not can they? Will they? Can they? Will they? <laughs> I'm asking you, Joe. You know, I haven't been too high on Green Bay all season. I know season. that's why I asked you. I feel like they need a change. Wait, I'm choking. Don't I feel choke. like they need a change in the locker room. I'm just <clears throat> wow. They have a lot of injuries. I say Green Bay goes home. And Aaron Rodgers has a lot to think about in the offseason. Well, he'll have an extra time to. Yeah. So that, that excuse me, that game was in Chicago. Yeah, one of the coldest games uh, in Chicago in history. Uh, Green Bay though does win. They pull their record to eight and six. Uh, Green Bay. Still impressive what they've done at the last part of the season. Uh, let's talk about Jacksonville. Jacksonville losers twenty-one and tw- to twenty against Tex- the Texans who. Replace Brock Osweiler with Tom Savage in the middle of the game, which may have saved their season because they came back to win 21-20. And Gus Bradley, Jacksonville's coach. Fired. Fired. Finally. Finally. Um, I think that Jeff Fisher was the domino. And okay. now these next couple of weeks, there's going to be maybe another one or two firings. And then we'll see what happens in the offseason with some of those positions. Well, that's a great, that's a great segue because you said there's going to be one or two firings. So I ask you live chat friends and people that comment on this show tell us in the live chat or the comment section who's the next nfl coach that will be fired Ooh, that's a great question who do you think the next head coach to be fired i believe it's going to be rex ryan that makes sense head coach that makes sense this weekend they're playing home to the miami dolphins i think miami's going to walk in there Walk out of Victor, and I of think course Rex you do. Ryan is going to lose. Of course, his you job. think that. Miami- well, let's let's move to the next game. Okay. Of course, Miami Dolphins. Uh, they beat the Jets on Saturday night, thirty-four to thirteen, behind four touchdowns from their backup quarterback Matt Moore. Uh, just a beating of the Jets team, who their coach Tide Bowles is on the hot seat as he well. He is on the hot seat, and he's obviously kind of lost the team. Mm-hmm. I believe. No, no. It, um, Sheldon, what is their defensive player? Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson. Richardson. Sheldon, I, listen, Snapchat, you can record them. Even if they disappear, you can record them. So what Sheldon did was he got on Snap before the game and was like, where the B words at? Yo, he's hungry. He's got to eat. Know, Sheldon's got to eat. Screw this game. Like, Saturday he's not night, eating New- like Zeke. Saturday night in New York City. You're gonna, you can't Saturday hate? night in New York City, they still have a curfew. So what are you really going to do? What are you really going to accomplish? Not much. 
curfew after the game? Oh, wait, Saturday night. I'm, you know, I'm thinking. They played until he was getting ready for his late night New York he City life. He was, however. Respect Sheldon Richardson. He wasn't in the game. He's going to be, and he's going to be penalized for that. I, and it said, it just shows the attitude of the team this season. Because at some point, much like the Panthers did tonight, you have to play for pride. You have to play for some sort of respect. The Jets were a huge disappointment this season. Sheldon, as a preach. player. You hear that, Jets fans? <laughs> Joe just said you guys were a huge disappointment. Josh says Todd will be the next coach fired. He may um, just be. Sheldon, as a player, there, um, you know, there were big expectations from him, and he obviously hasn't delivered at all. Um, I can't remember what his stats were, but I know that he's had several um, single-digit. I can't remember what the stat is, so I'm going to bypass that. All right, we're bypassing Because it might but... be a lie. It's just the point <laughs> that the Jets have underperformed, and Todd Bowles, only in his, is this his second or third year? This is his second. His second year. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. Would you fire Todd Bowles at the end of the season? Um, The problem is is that he's dealt with a lot of injury issues. Would you so, fire Todd Bowles? Would I fire Todd Bowles? I, no, because he's dealt All with right. a lot of injury issues. He has the first like few games into the next season to pull it together. All right, well, there you go. Hopefully for you, Todd Bowles, that Joe's making the decisions. Uh, on the flip side, Miami. Eight and one in their last nine games. You have a fan. Jeremy Miller is wondering where your Rams hat is. Jeff Fisher got Jeff fired. Fisher got fired. That's what it you is. Know, that's right. So people wondering where the Rams hat is. The Rams hat is at home and safe and secure for future seasons because Jeff Fisher's been fired. Uh, good job by the Rams by uh, doing that. Now back to Miami, who eight and one in their last nine games. Jill, you keep hating, but what's the, what's the deal? I, j- Backup quarterback Matt Moore came in four touchdowns. And that's just it. Not that Tannehill was going to be the lifesaver there, but they still have a backup quarterback. I, I mean, they have come on quietly, but I think that their wins, their have you really what win over these past? Let's just say the last four games. Have you been most impressed with? Wow. Because I don't feel that they've won convincingly. Well, they, I, mean, I think when you win eight of nine games, regardless of who you're beating in the NFL, that's pretty convincing. Uh, to go two months and, and lose one time in nine games, it's a great stretch. So I think the Dolphins have overachieved this season by a lot. And True. to win with your backup quarterback, getting four touchdowns on Saturday against a division rival, regardless of the drama that that team is filled in, uh, it's a credit to Adam Gase and that coaching staff and the the players really believing that the they're buying into what the he's sum, the sum of the the whole all the parts is more than individually what each is worth. So uh, Miami has a, cl- a chance to clinch the playoff berth this week if they beat Buffalo. And Denver loses to Kansas City. Miami will be in the playoffs. Something to think about, Dolphins fans out there. Uh, I think the Dolphins will make the playoffs. I've said that for a while. Let's Womp. let's move. Uh, Tannehill and Romo will be on the training block. That's right. I wanted to touch on this. I heard a report that Tony Romo would be interested in. They might cut him in the offseason to to let him choose a team he's going to play for. They mentioned a couple teams he may be interested in going to: uh, Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos. Uh, I might be missing a few. I'm sure Houston Texans will be on the list, but also the Miami Dolphins. I would love Tony Romo on the Miami Dolphins. Tony Romo on the Dolphins with what um, Gacy has laid out this year is a nice foundation. And You may be would, talking Super Bowl in Miami. Well, I will definitely say that expectations would be high, and I would expect a big, even, I mean, again, eight out of nine, huge impress, hugely impressive, but... It just wasn't in a convincing manner to me. If you added someone like Tony Romo to the mix, not only would I expect them to achieve, I would expect them to do it convincingly. So I would expect to see some sort of domination from them because they have some pieces where they could 
yeah. put together a nice little run. Absolutely. Let's move to some of the other games this weekend. And let's go to Kansas City, where the Tennessee Titans won on a last-second field goal, yes. 19-17 to over Kansas City. I think that was a surprise game. That was like Definitely. maybe a trap game for Kansas City. I don't know. They've been rolling quietly. They're like, oh, yeah. what, was that you that compared them to the Spurs? Of, you know, the, the kind of like, maybe, the, Josh. maybe it was Josh, but the Spurs of the NFL. I thought that was a good comparison because they're just quietly plugging away, grinding it out. I think that that was just one of those any given Sunday things. Just not that the Titans haven't been coming on. You've been talking about them I told you about all the season a while ago. quietly. So, I mean, I like what the Titans are showing. I st- I think that they have delivered ahead of schedule mm-hmm. in a way, even though we expected big things from Mariota. And, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But I don't think that it, it means a great, great big... Well, um, what, it, what it means so far is that Kansas City losing and Oakland winning, Oakland goes back into the top position in the AFC West and Kansas City falls down to the wild card. But well, you said that you believe that they are a strong team, even, or was it Josh, that even coming out of the wild card position, it didn't like... No, I think that that's fine. You know, we'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Oakland and Kansas City, who wins that division and who gets the wild card. I think they're both going to be in the playoffs solidly. I think Oakland clinched. Uh, Kansas City hasn't yet, but they will. On the flip side of that, Tennessee Yeah, congratulations now, to Oakland Raiders fans since absolutely. 2002, I believe. It's great to see Oakland with a young core being good again. It's good for the NFL, and they have crazy, rabid fans who you know are diehards, and it's uh, it's exciting because they are, they're maybe a year ahead of time, too, Oakland. So I yes. was expecting big things next year, but congratulations. It'll be exciting to see them in the playoffs, and we'll have to see what they end up as, uh, what seed. On the flip side, though, Tennessee, I want to talk about Tennessee for a minute because they did win. Before they played their last two games, they were playing Denver last week, Kansas City this week. I said that they were going to split 1-1, one and one, and they did better. They went 2-0. and oh. They now control right. the destiny to get into the playoffs. They play Jacksonville next week, and then following that, they're going to play Houston. And the winner of that Houston-Tennessee game is most likely going to be the division winner. And uh, I think Tennessee is going to win the division. I think that Tennessee is going to win the division, too. And I actually think that they're going to win those next two games. Definitely. And it will be interesting to see if they do get in. Marcus Mariota has been playing well in Tennessee as a whole. Much more exciting than Houston uh, with now Tom Savage as quarterback. Houston has been a, a waste, a really disappointment this season. Finally, let's go to New England-Denver. A, a rivalry in the past. This, this not so much as teams going in the opposite directions this year. New England goes into Denver and kind of dominates the game, wins 16-3. Where do you stand on both teams? Um, Broncos, you called early that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Um, they have looked really bad this season. Just, they're, I mean, obviously their, def- their defensive line has been sort of what's held them together, but <clears throat> it's sad. How are you just in the, um, the Super Bowl and now you're not even going to make the playoffs? So I don't know what they're going to do as far as their QB situation. I mean... You obviously threw Romo's name out there. That's a destination. Um, Cutler was brought up, you know. Well, I think it's more than just the quarterback. Trevor Simeon's not uh, the, the the great the greatest quarterback, but they need more than just a quarterback. I mean, they need a running back, an offensive line to go with that defense. And they're infighting. Uh, Akib Talib and Russell Okun got in an argument in the locker room after the game. So clearly there's a lot of issues going on in the Denver locker room now. It does look like, uh, as you said, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It does uh, seem difficult for them to get in now. They have two final games with Kansas City and Oakland, both difficult. Uh, they'd have to win out and get help to get in. So uh, interesting to watch them. And then it looks like for New England, they're back on top as they've been. And they look like they're ready for a deep playoff run. And uh, probably they're going to be the, the team that represents the AFC in the uh, Super Bowl. I mean, 
that would be my guess. I know Josh is on board with Kansas City, and I like Kansas City a lot, but the way New England is set up, they've got Deion Lewis back. I think it's going to be hard for someone to go into New England in January with their pedigree and beat this New England team. Their defense looks to be uh, really improving uh, the last few weeks, and I think New England is going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, now let's go to the flip side before we get out of here. One of the surprising games this week in the Vikings. Slaughtered on Adrian Peterson's return. Welcome back all day, Adrian Peterson. It was more like no day because yeah. AP didn't do much. The Colts 34, but the Vikings still have to welcome him. I mean, this is what my feeling is for him. Why are you back this season? What? I know why, but I'm just realistically, I feel like it's it's a dead season for them. Even though they started off really strong, they I don't five think... And you know, not in, that doesn't even include the wins that they had in the preseason. However, those don't count. In the regular I know season. they don't count. I'm just saying <laughs> that they were on fire. They looked really good, and then they fell off. Sam Bradford got exposed, and he's never been the same since. And I feel like for Peterson, part of what he needs is a strong O line. You know, and Sam, and he connecting. None of that's really gonna happen. It's not gonna happen in the next week and a half. So sit down, figure <laughs> out. Like, are you going to be back with the Vikings in 2017? Start thinking about that. Because you just out there, I feel like maybe advertising, and you're not really helping. So that's just my quick. All right, well, it'll be interesting to see if Adrian. And I've been down on Minnesota. It'll be interesting to see if Adrian Peterson plays next week. He He shouldn't. he, He didn't do much. Man, you got you're throwing fire tonight. Do it at the Jets. Do it at Adrian. He he should just chill out. I mean, welcome back, but why are you back? You got anything else to throw fire at? Because I'm ready to watch. You ready to watch? Yeah, Um, let's go. You know, um, hey, we'll see you soon, San Diego Chargers, LA. Oh, shout out to that. Hey, San Diego, that's Jill. She just said your team's gone. I mean, we know that, you know, Rams, are you ready to become the Clippers of LA? We don't want that to happen. So everybody has to pull it together. Those are just my little quick. Hot takes on the way out the door. All right, and before we get out that door, let's talk about next week's uh, Monday night game. It'll be Dallas and Detroit. Any feelings on the game? That's going to be a good game. Um, Detroit has been interesting to me this season. Not really sure what happened. Golden Tate has been like their little secret weapon, and um, Matt Stafford, his finger's okay, right? I don't know. Show us. Uh, this is my finger. I was like, didn't he hurt his pinky or something? He's, yeah, he's hurt But, his I mean, you know, it didn't really look to give him too many issues this weekend. So, I mean, that could be a pretty good game. I still think Dallas is going to win. But so you're taking Dallas next week to beat Detroit on Monday Night Football? Yes. Any other games stand out for you? Well, let's talk about you'll see us to wrap up Thursday Night Football this Thursday where the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles battle. The Eagles Thoughts? fell off. I mean, you know, Carson Wentz hit the rookie wall. I think that um, as a fan base, the Eagles have a lot to look forward to next season. To the Giants? The Giants have been um, 24-17. For, oh, okay. Okay. The Giants, I, I mean, here's the thing. I play around with the Giants. I'm not really, you know, an Eli staunch supporter. But I would love to see Odell Beckham in the playoffs. Maybe see Victor Cruz take his swan song because you have to wonder what's going to happen with him at the end of the season. He's kind of been, you know, not irrelevant, but quiet. And his return. So, I mean, I would like to see some fire from the Giants. So, I hope they win. Well, 
Josh Rodriguez has chimed in. He's got Dallas next Monday night, 24-17, over Detroit. Detroit fans, you can find Josh Rodriguez on Twitter to tell him how wrong he is at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. And that's where you tell Josh Rodriguez how wrong he is about next Monday <laughs> night's game. If you agree with him, you could tell him that too. But give him a follow. Uh, he definitely misses talking to you I don't week. have a score. I just have the Cowboys. Yeah, and I think that I'll take the Cowboys as well on next Monday night. Uh, for everybody that followed us all season long, thank you so much for tuning in to AfterBuzz to watch not just Monday Night Football, but all the shows, Thursday Night Football, any other sports show. Uh, my name is Michael Rippey. You can catch me on social media at Michael Rippey. Let's talk about the playoffs. Let's talk about basketball. You can catch my rankings for the NFL on Jill's blog and basketball next season. Jill, tell them where you're at. Jocks and StilettoJill.com is the blog that Mike just mentioned. I am at StilettoJill everywhere. Hit me up. Let me know who you're going for in the playoffs, what you got for the NBA season, or if you just want to talk about who they're dating and what they're wearing. We got you with that. Thank you for checking us out every Monday. It's we'll been see amazing. you next year. Happy holidays. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.